This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Hawkside Guns. And I say special not because like somebody is, it's not like the Sean and Jake story. No, 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 no. It's not like a Hallmark Channel thing. It's because there are too many special people in our media. Holy crap. Anyway, yeah, the <laughs> breaking news. Yeah, it's not breaking. Everybody knows. This one is going to get, like, if you normally listen to, like, what kind of guns we get and, and stuff we're excited about and the newest piece of crap I, dr- I drug from a, a, a show or and I'm going to f- try and fix up and everything. I do have one of those sitting in the back corner right behind me, like about six feet that uh, is is here for refurbishing and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll tell you all about that next time. This show is, uh, or this episode is going to get a little political. In fact, not a little political, a lot political because of the laws of the land that have been changing recently. We thought we'd throw out a show for it uh we don't normally do that with hawk's eye but uh in this case it was kind well, of it's, re- kind of, it's kind of hard to ignore yeah it's it's really out there in the middle of everything and it does affect uh, or may affect what you or your children or your family somebody in your sphere of influence are doing with firearms so for us we were like mm, well we gotta talk about it <laughs> It's, it's something we got to do. Uh, so, with that uh, out of the way, or that little proviso out of the way, let's get into it. Recently, uh, and is, uh, as this is recorded, I guess it happened last week. Uh, about a week ago, yeah. Yeah. The U.S. Supreme Court chain, or uh, had a ruling on the state of New York versus the New York Gun Club. And I think it was that's that's who started it. And basically what what they were fighting, what the state of New York was fighting was the uh, they have to you have to have a special reason to carry uh, concealed to do concealed carry or carry a firearm at all in the state of New York. So and to be clear, the fact that you choose to defend yourself against other people who might be carrying firearms was not a valid answer to that question. No, or self-defense or, or something like that. So you needed to prove that uh, beyond what uh, would be considered normal for most other people in the country. And uh, so you would have to be actively have record or legal documents that say you were actively being stalked or your ex was abusive or uh, you were protecting a political figure or something like that in order, which I always thought was funny because it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We can have guns protecting us. Well, We're important. That's because, they're, that's because they're special. Right. You can't have guns protecting you because you can't figure those out. The, 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 other, the other part of that was is, is you can also have in some way, shape, or form to prove that you were carrying a certain dollar amount in cash on a day-to-day basis mm. for work, obviously. Right. For the last hundred years, or real close to it, that's kind of how New York has been. Uh, it went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court just came back last week saying, uh, no, <laughs> that, is, that is not how it is. I didn't believe this when 
Jake and I were texting about earlier in the week, the state of New York and the governor in particular came back and said, well, we're going to do it anyway. Basically is flaunting that they're going to find a way around the Supreme Court's uh, ruling no matter what the Supreme Court rules and they're going to do what they want because they're New York. Let's take a second real quick and clarify a little bit more about the ruling because it, it, it actually bears on what everybody else is in the process of doing. Mm-hmm. All the ruling said was is that a per, is that the government cannot question your reasons for wanting to carry a firearm. If they still want to put out standards for who can and who can't with regards to things like felons, uh, illegal aliens, uh, whatever standard of that nature that you want to come up with, whether or not they want to uh, impose training and licensure and all that was it was actually baby basically in um, part of the ruling said that that was not touched. Mm hmm. They are mm-hmm. still welcome to create whatever standards as far as who is allowed to carry, simply not why. Of course, we have this on the heels of the shooting in Texas earlier in uh, uh, in the month, and everybody's all up in arms about it, no pun intended. Well, it, it also, and see, this is where I come into calling the media special. Because they are in the process of claiming that this particular ruling is going to lead to more mass shootings with AR-15s. Yeah. And have you ever tried to conceal carry an AR-15? First of all, yeah, you'd have to be. <laughs> you'd have to be like Neo, right? You'd have to have a ankle-length trench coat, puffy ankle-length trench coat, to try and conceal an AR-15. I'm not saying it's not possible, because uh, I have several trench coats myself, and I could, I could. Perhaps I mean it's still gonna I mean it's still gonna print, but still I could conceal one so you wouldn't actively see me holding it if I had a trench coat. <laughs> this time of year? Well, yeah, for about ten minutes before I turned into a puddle on the ground. Uh, but it's I mean I guess it's technically possible, but you can't conceal carry a rifle or shotgun anyway, generally speaking. But the, the the part that I think everybody's missing is this has no bearing on trying to stop crime that happened, trying to stop something that, like a a Ulverde issue. Um, well, well, okay. Anybody who's listened to me on any of these podcasts, and I know you're not listening to me. It's cool. Um, they are. <laughs> No, they come here for you. Let's I be seriously doubt it. Um, but anybody who's actually listened to me on any of these podcasts know that I have no problem with intelligent debate. And that's why I bring that up is if somebody has an intelligent and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I haven't heard it yet. If somebody has an intelligent objection, a factual objection, some sort of objection in some fashion or form that. Uh, wants to be discussed and be heard with regards to this ruling, I'm all for it. Stand up and scream it out the top of your lungs. But when your only argument on a concealed carry permit decision is on the use of an AR-15, that's not intelligent debate. That's, that's, that is, that is the example of apples and oranges, despite what, um, the, uh, uh, press secretary for the, uh, president wants to say. 
they're they're just going downhill for with the press secretary. But we can we can talk about that. On another that, that thing. That's different. I was that's, just for some reason her her calling the saying that the issues with the price of gas and the price of electric cars was apples and oranges just kind of stuck in my head for yeah, a second I'm like, there. I'm sorry. What? Anyway, we'll get to that in the other cast. Wrong cast. <laughs> the wrong cast. However, uh, I. You know, they had a lot of intel. I heard a, quite a few intelligent debates after Laverde, intelligent debates on what would be effective in stopping something like that. And I actually wasn't opposed, and I'm going to get railed for this. I wasn't opposed to jumping a uh, the age from 18 to 21 to buy a large caliber rifle. I, I, I'm actually not I, opposed to that. Me either. Uh, I I don't see the 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 issue really with it. Uh, now, if you we can discuss whether or not it's worthwhile to throw an M16 at an 18 year old and say go fight for your country. We mm. can have that discussion at some point. But uh, I personally think that one doesn't have a bearing on it. What I think it has a bearing on is things that involve responsibility. And we've basically moved the age of responsibility from 18 to 21 in this country, so I don't see a problem with that. I, I don't really either. Now, the, the problem I have is that we can still draft you and send you to die in a foreign land at the age of 18, but we but, can't but, trust but, you to but drink. But that's what I mean. You can't know, trust, that's what I meant yeah. by throwing a, oh, a, yeah, an I know. M16 at a, yeah. I know, um, but we can't trust you to drink. We can't trust you to rent a car. We can't trust I mean, we can trust you to vote and die. That's what we can trust you to do at 18 and buy a lottery ticket. And it's like, hmm, our priorities seem amiss. You know, like personally, I know what I was like at 18. Quite honestly, there is a huge difference between an 18 and a 21 year old. There is. I know it. Anyone who's over the age of 21 knows it. I and and. You know, part of the thing that they're saying now is, oh, he had a lot of trouble before he this this kid turned 18, and but those records are sealed because it was a juvenile, and you know he was he had a clean record on this, and and it didn't allow him, and he bought them legally. Now I can see the problem here, and I actually agree with with that. Hmm, maybe we should have a tighter system on that. Absolutely, yes, no problem. But what we're talking about here, and, and this is, politicians are really good at that, and the media follows right behind them. What they're doing is they're conflating two things and then just just saying them together. And if they do it often enough, people will just start to parrot it back. So I, I, I understand, you know, because a lot of people are going, are, are relating Roe versus Wade and this gun decision and everything, and then the you know they they're passing sweeping uh, legislation in in states and trying to do federally and stuff for the changing of how our firearms work, and they're all conflating this stuff. And I it's like okay, wait, stop. <laughs> There's too much going on at once, and you guys are just putting mashing all this crap together, and it doesn't necessarily work that way although they would really like it to and then you have you know the 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 firearm buying public on one hand you've got wild inflation going on and people are getting more there's a large portion of the country they're getting increasingly more desperate because they can't afford the changes that are happening 
they can't afford gas, they can't afford food or whatever, and they're resorting to things that are not legal. Uh, people are trying to arm themselves against that. You've got people who are, um, you know, basically prepping and stockpiling for something they see coming. Uh, hey, I resemble that remark. I know you do. <laughs> uh, I, and honestly, you, you've got all these different areas where people are, are, are kind of in this same space, in the same firearm space. And then the government gets in the middle of it and you know you start hearing stuff on uh, like broadcasters on the news is, and cable news is the worst thing and don't get me started on cable news like and, and if you don't listen to my other show i will go ahead and state now that if you think i am for your politician um i hate your politician yeah i i hate all politicians all career politicians are lower than dirt uh as far as i'm concerned two um if you heard something on Fox, MSNBC, or uh, CNN, don't tell me. Um, well, all three of them lie. Well, he, here, here's my point on that one: is if if you want to have a discussion and quote a credible source, and your credible source is Fox, CNN, or MSNBC, that's not a credible source. No, not in the least, especially not about firearms. What was the? What was the thing you sent me the other day where this dude was trying to do an expose on something and he's like, and this is on full semi-auto. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> learn the ter- at least learn the terminology. <laughs> and, and, and for the record, full semi-auto means that you can pull the trigger as fast as you can. As fast as you can. And you one trigger means one bullet. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, he's really he's really trying. And he did not look up what this means. Like, it's very difficult to have an intelligent conversation. And honestly, I think there are some, and I don't, I hate this term because people are misusing it. I think there's some common sense things we can do to help our situation when it comes to firearms. Uh, and I'm not just saying common sense, one person, one guy. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying any of the, the, stu- the crap you hear in the news. But I'm saying that there are things that we can do. One is education. Uh, it's in, in licensing of some kind or just like training like we do with cars. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of, I don't, I'm not really opposed to high caliber rifles being 21 and up. Uh, that upsets me none at all. And I, and I know that comes from somebody who is over 21, so it doesn't affect me at all, but still I didn't own a high caliber rifle until last year. Uh, where I bought a 6.5 Creedmoor, okay? Actually, that's not true. The year before that, I did have a 44 mag lever action <laughs> rifle. Well, you still have one of those, but, you know, still that's considered a pistol caliber carbine. It, it is. It's, it's a pistol different. caliber carbine. Yeah, so a large caliber and, and, rifle, I didn't have one until last year. And And here's my other complaint with regards to this. And the fact is, is that, we are in such a rush to create some sort of laws so that somebody can stand up and scream, see, we did something that we're, we're not really looking at what it is that we're creating. They're still talking about assault weapons, and yet they still haven't really clarified what that means. And even if they go to the point where they start talking about specific firearms like the uh, AR-15 rifle and the ak-47 rifle 
well, does my AR pistol get counted in with that or not? Yeah. So, so, and that's really what's bothering me. I mean, uh, they are in the process of attempting, and it looks like they're going to do it. It's, uh, it's literally sitting on the governor's desk right now in the state of Delaware to, and for those who are not aware, Delaware is a blue state. It was just one of the blue states on the East Coast that surprisingly enough did not have draconian gun laws. But they are start. They are about to go the same direction as New Jersey, Maryland, New York, uh, for firearm laws. Here, it's sitting on the governor's desk. But once again, what's driving me nuts about this is that I cannot find, as hard as I've tried, to find anything that says exactly what these gun laws will be. I told you that the the, uh, the the gentleman who owns the firearm store that I've worked with from time to time is trying to figure out whether or not he's even still in business or not. Mm-hmm. He may have an entire inventory of things he can't sell, and he doesn't know because nobody will tell him what the new laws are or are going to be. And I'll give you and I'll take you a step further just into the wackadoodle of this. The people he's asking what these laws are going to be are the AT fucking F. <laughs> so what what's on the what's on the governor's well, the, desk well and that's what it comes down to nobody knows uh, i can give you what the press is saying but we just talked about that that's not exactly a credible source and i True. can find a billion different examples of what they're talking about um ar-15 rifles and that's going to be my question with regards to my pistol it are going to become illegal now supposedly if you own one prior to the the signing of the bill that that one is grandfathered in and you are highly encouraged to register the weapon so that you don't have to prove when it was that you purchased it Hmm. yeah i've got this thing called a receipt Uh, so um, the other thing is is that they are talking about a ban on high capacity magazines and then I've got one of them that says specifically for rifles and and not for pistols and then I've got one for uh, that says all about all, all over but what the allowable capacity for a magazine is going to be is completely unstated awesome. is it 10 rounds is it 12 is it 50 what, what's now considered a high capacity magazine well now see in in some of those things they'll they'll do we'll know it when we see it which means and, 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 anything we want exactly <laughs> and, and and so what we're left with is nobody knows the answer so you know i and i think they're almost doing that on purpose so that people will just stop being involved with firearms because they don't know what will or won't get them in trouble of course that's exactly what they're doing i mean it's clear that's what they're doing i so so I, even uh, if you wish to be the forever quoted law abiding gun owning citizen how do you know if you are or aren't they don't want you to know. They just want you to get rid of all your guns. That's really what they want. I don't want to I, see. And that's the thing is, is I'm not getting rid of my guns. I just want to know which ones I can take to the range with me and which ones I can't. Yeah, they would prefer none. <laughs> You're a Red Rider BB gun. That's what you can take to the range. And you better have it registered. Well, I, you know, even then, uh, you know, the, the, did you see that they made body armor illegal in the state of New York? <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm like, I mean, really, Mike, I mean, so you are in no way, shape or form allowed to defend yourself from a firearm. No. Not even a little bit. No, not even just to be armored. You know, 
she gets pissed at me when I point it out just because I made her put it in there. But my kid's got a ballistic plate in her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have um, three bulletproof vests in the house. Uh, now, they're all Shannon's because she has them for work. She's got a full tack vest and uh, that she had fitted for her and everything. And because she's a woman, she just takes hers with her because none of the guys and the rest of the force can use them. So, yeah, we've got two or three tack vests uh, and uh, personal body armor vests. we got uh, one level two, one level three, and one level four. And yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, put, I basically made it so my kid can put her uh, backpack in front of her and at least carry, cover her midsection with regards to bulletproofness. <laughs> I don't really care if her books get shot or not. She's like, God, Dad. <laughs> She's like, do you know how heavy this makes my back? Yes, I do. Put it on. Put it on. <laughs> Yes, I'm weird. There's a movement right now, and it's it's kind of funny because we're, in some ways, we're going backwards, and in some ways, they're trying to go forwards and whatever. I mean, they're the to to return back to what we were talking about or what I was kind of alluding to earlier is is the state of New York is just like we're going to do whatever we want, and well, the Supreme we, Court can't stop us. We will get a little bit more into this very very specific idea in the in our next cast but however it really is starting to become interesting that we are actively invalidating our own uh systems of government just because they don't do what we want them to Mm -hmm. oh yeah what's what what makes the uh supreme court invalid to these people is purely and simple that you didn't do it we wanted you to we don't like your decision so we're just not going to do that. We're New York, and we don't have to. Uh, I love that. I love that attitude because it's very New York. <laughs> it's it's just like that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, it, plus the other part about it is is that they've you know other states that are may issue for uh, carry permits uh, versus will issue. Uh, or versus constitutional carry, uh, you know that none of them are changing anything. Nobody's stopping what they're doing just because mm-hmm. the Supreme Court said you can't do that. I don't know where they're gonna go with it because they don't really know either. <laughs> but I, to me, it seems a little strange, a little strange that. This is the dynamic we're getting off of a Supreme Court decision where previously the states were all like, hey, take it to the Supreme Court. They're going to side with us. And then they don't. And the states are like, well, you can't do that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, like, mm, no, I don't think that's how the Supreme Court works. Oh, no, 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 no. States have supremacy in the states and that's actually it's not it. it's not even a supremacy in the states versus it's not it, this isn't even a states versus federal rights the the friggin president of the united states was telling states the state governors to do what they felt necessary to protect their citizens oh yeah, yeah. ignore whatever yeah well, and that wouldn't be the first time. Well, Biden's you know, but see, even though he like didn't that. come out and say it because it would be political suicide to do so, what he's basically telling them is, you're right, the Supreme Court can't enforce anything because I'm in control of the Justice Department. So who's going to come enforce their the Supreme Court ruling? I'm going to guess nobody at this point. 
because uh, it's not it's not something they want to do. And I'm just looking at the states that have con- congressional carry or constitutional carry. And other than New England, because it's like Maine and Vermont and um, what is that? New Hampshire. Um, well, um, Maine is basically cold Texas. <laughs> cold Texas. I like that. I haven't heard that. That's nice. I like that. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, but everything other than that. <laughs> You were absolutely correct. Uh, so, like, New England and then Alaska. But all the other constitutional carry states are in the middle of the country. Like, East Coast, West Coast, none of that. And apparently you live in prime, in prime time not going to do that. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> around here, it's just, I, I don't know, it's, it's a very different vibe and everything and although i don't see this getting solved anytime soon i i understand that that people like it, it's not everybody always follows up with it's not the law-abiding people we're trying to to save here you know we're, we're we shouldn't be infringed like in law-abiding people shouldn't be infringed at all about these rules and it's like okay but you're trying to to stop criminals by making things illegal and honestly shooting people has always been illegal right like it's not this isn't helping you know um making it hard for somebody to defend themselves isn't helping crime that's like you're and i I don't understand how to make the argument correctly because there's an awful lot of personal firearms out there there are more registered gun owners than ever in the united states uh there and and well well, let's let's throw in another little piece of this because it's and i don't know if this was a federal court ruling or a supreme court ruling but there was another ruling that came out recently that was to some extent glossed over but came up again with the uvalde shooting especially considering the uh conduct of some of the law enforcement officers there which is a court has ruled that a police officer is not is not criminally or civilly responsible for saving you. Yeah, isn't that fun? <laughs> so the whole thing of the police are there to protect you is not actually true. is completely totally and utterly inaccurate. It's not even a it's 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 a not even a legal fallacy. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. No, you're they're not. Which is why everybody's like trying to go after these cops in Vivaldi or Uvalde, and it's you're not going to get anywhere because they had no what they did, and I heard this the other day, and I think it's right. They prioritized their lives over the children's lives, and they're going they're they're desperately trying to find a way to prosecute them, and there's not one. There there isn't one. They don't have to do that. And everybody's now, don't like, don't get me wrong. They can be fired for that. Yes. But they can't be in any way, shape or form prosecuted held liable, for, yeah, be, whether liable. It be criminally or civilly. Right. So the fact that they didn't do what all of us thought they should do doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be arrested, jailed or sued for it. Um, you can't do that or at least not successfully. And 
I think that's part of the hurt, right? That's part of the hurt. Like the people, they could have ended the thing in three minutes. You know, from everything I've heard, they could have ended the thing in three minutes. And Shannon follows it religiously, and and I just it it makes me upset every time I hear about it. So I've asked her to stop telling me about it because she's incensed. You know, she's incensed. She and she has every right to be. These these people did not do their what I would consider and what many would consider their jobs. Now, is that you know what you're saying is 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 that their job? And in fact, um, no. Technically. So, so the idea that you don't have a right, much less a need, to protect yourself in this world, once again, is a fallacy. Right. Because there is no one else out there who is obligated to protect you. Mm-hmm. For, all, for, you know, for all the fact that the government is trying to tell you we're here to protect you, they're not. Yeah, and they can't and be and made to protect you. you. Yeah. They cannot be made to. Now, that's not something they want to go out and say in so many words because we would go, ah, well, let's change that law or let's change that rule. They want to do that because nobody wants to do that. None of the none of the governmental enforcement agencies are going to want to do that because it would change the way they do their job and they won't do that either. So. Then let's keep this on the gun control argument, because the other thing, the comment that was made from the governor of New York is that the idea that um, law abiding, nonviolent citizens would carry a firearm to protect themselves, make other people scared and uncomfortable. Good. It's supposed to. (laughs) It's I mean, literally like (laughs) I'm going to go mess that guy up. You know, he might be carrying. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, That's that supposed makes me scared to. and uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to. Like, uh, and I tried to, to, I had an argument about this the other day with somebody, and uh, they're from uh, Illinois, who is a state much like New York and California in that they have strict gun control laws and do not like uh, arming their citizens, and they were visiting us down in Texas, and... They commented on how scary it must be living down here. And I'm like, why? Nope. And I said, I mean, the school thing aside, you know, like, why? And they're like, well, like, uh, statistically, one in three or one in five people down here have a concealed firearm. I'm like, yeah. I said, one in Which four people why? in yeah. our group right now have a firearm on them. <laughs> <laughs> and Shannon raised well, her hand. It- <laughs> that, 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 that's the other part about that is is that's why things like Uvalde are only successful in places where you have children because every place that they've tried to do it with adults in uh, in, in Texas they usually ends shot. within seconds. Yeah, twelve seconds from the from the time the guy pulled to the time the guy was dead, he was five seconds and he had five guns on him, uh, trained on him. So. Yeah, um, so the only reason why Uvalde was even remotely close to successful was due to some law enforcement incompetence, as well as the fact that the, nobody was there was old enough to be carrying. Right, and it was in a zone that was specifically zoned that you couldn't carry. It's one of the very few places in Texas that you can't have a gun. And so it was fish in a barrel, so to speak. And uh, But it's like, are you crazy? You know, like... Uh, it was one in or th- one in three or one in five people in, in Texas have a gun, and, and I'm like, dude, I got news for you. One in four people at this table have a gun on them right now. Shannon raised her hand, and he's like, "You're kidding." Shannon's like, "Nope." And he looks at me, and he's like, "You're okay with that?" I'm like, "I'm not carrying because she is." 
I didn't want it on my belt. <laughs> She's got the Spectrum. It's the light one. I said if she'd have given me the light one and carried the Walther, then I'd have, I'd have been. You'd have two out of four. And he's just looking at us like we're insane people. And I said, do you ever wonder why everybody's polite down here? Because <laughs> you, know? you know, if you're really because out of hand, you may have to back up your words with your life. Right. If you're really out of hand, we're gonna fix it. And uh, there are. You know, uh, exceptions, and, and there can be ways around everything. Everybody can prove that. But generally speaking, it's relatively safe to walk around down here because somebody, if you're acting a fool, somebody's going to draw on you, you know, if well, you threaten somebody. The other thing is, is I think that people are, are or I'll rephrase, the wrong people are glomming onto what happened. Or the, okay, I'll even change it. The tragedy that happened in Uvalde, because it was utterly tragic is because it was Texas. Yeah. Most of these things don't end up happening in Texas. You know, I, I was being, you know, somewhat, you know, rudely crass about it by suggesting that the only reason why it happened is because it was kids and not adults, and adults would have shot back in Texas. Now, that may very well be true, but you look at where most of these things happen, and it's overwhelmingly in places like New York, California, Chicago, New Jersey, places where you do have all those gun control uh, things. And it's and it's funny how the first thing that they blame are other states where you can purchase them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And, and... Now, but, but, see, that's, but see, that's the thing is because the resident of that state cannot go to another state and purchase it. No. No. And honestly, you know, a, a person yeah. from New Jersey, even though the laws were, you know, were a little bit more lenient in Delaware or were or no, excuse me, that still are a little bit more lenient in Pennsylvania. They can't go to Delaware or Pennsylvania and purchase and legally purchase a firearm. Well, and, and here's the thing that everybody latches on to with Valdi is the kid purchased the guns legally. And he did. And. Because and and saying now they're what they take from that is see this is how most of these things happen and it's not there were so many weird things about what happened that day uh, that it was it was very uh, like that is the least of the problems right like I mean that could have happened in any uh, almost any state. The kid could have walked into any, almost any state and done the exact same thing. There are very few states he couldn't have done that in. Very few. And I, and I have a little trouble with the, the straight line that they draw from this is the problem. Now we need to ban all of them. And I, it's, I, I, I don't particularly, I, I have no great love for AR-15s, or, as you know. I, I don't care, quite honestly. I don't really, I'm not super a rifle guy or anything like that. But um, what's funny is, or not funny, but what's interesting to me is, do you, do you, do you ever happen to read what took the kid out? Uh, an AR-15. No. Nah, guy went across the street, a... a Border Patrol. Oh, that's agent. right. He took it out with a shotgun, didn't he? He went and borrowed a shotgun, walked in and shot the kid. And I, I'm like, 
Yep. Because <laughs> close in, I, I, at those distances, anything under 30 yards, a shotgun is absolutely devastating. And they're not talking about that. They're not talking about things that, like, in, in any of these these issues or any of these shootings or anything like that, they're not talking about the weapons themselves. It's the scare factor. That's all it is. It's the scare factor, and that because for whatever reason we've glorified it or we've we've hyped it up or, or this seems to be the weapon of choice for a certain type of person because they have a certain mentality, which nobody's really getting into, um, they, they hover around these, these firearms and they do not, they do not touch what I consider to be some of the real problems, which is it doesn't matter what kind of gun control you have. People who want to, to hurt a lot of people are going to hurt a lot of people focus on the person, not the methodology. You know, if they walked around with a bomb strapped on their chest, Oh, but we're going to make bombs illegal. Bombs are already illegal. <laughs> All right? It's already, like, I mean, some of the greatest tragedies we've ever had in this country, one was done with an airplane and another was done with a truck with a bunch of fertilizer in the back of it. So, like, you're you're missing, like, they're they're focusing so hard on the, the AR-15s, and they're not, they're missing that... Uh, you're you're trying to lay it at the gun's feet, not the people who are doing the crazy people who are doing this. And the entire town came out and said, "Oh yeah, no, he was crazy. No, he he should have been locked up way before this. This this that kid ain't right. Wasn't right. We we all knew he wasn't right. We all knew he was going to do something like this. It's like, okay, <laughs> let's start there. You know, um." And, and nobody would ever do that. Nobody would ever. Well, he hadn't committed a crime then. I'm like, no, he hadn't committed a crime as an adult. There's something to that. Let's look at that for for a minute. You know, like, yeah, there seems to be a ball between, that's been dropped between juvenile and adult. That like, uh, as soon as you turn adult, your records are expunged, and now you got a, a clean slate. It's like, mm, yeah, no. but, you know. <laughs> There should there shouldn't be if you've demonstrated that you love to do these types of things and have violent streaks and all that kind of thing. There should well, be part, something part of that should also maybe even differentiate what should be expunged and what shouldn't be something like petty larceny or something of that nature. You okay. can kind of go. Yeah. OK, he was a kid or the kid smoked Violence? a joint, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he. Oh, my God. He he got drunk at a teenage, you know, at, at a high school part. OK. Shut up, you know, like seal that shit and move on, you know, um, but, oh, he smoked we a don't joint. Exactly. Have a history of different of good differentiation. I mean, uh, you know, the 18 year old boy who sleeps with a 17 year old girl two weeks before her 18th birthday is still going to have a sex offender rap for the rest of his life. Yep. Yep. If her parents weren't cool with it. Yep. So so it's not like we have a lot of distinction and differentiation in the law. And the funny thing is, is that and this kind of goes into the general statement of people suck. Um, when you do give some of the judges on the bench that much differentiation, they're not exactly all that bright with what they do with it either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> for sure. You know, I mean, we're coming back to my general concept of government is, you know, this country would be a whole lot easier to run if it weren't for all the dumbasses in it. Um, yeah. And, and I don't necessarily count myself not among them. So. <laughs> oh, I'm completely I'm a complete moron. It's just I try and not be one. <laughs> you know? I like actively try and not be one. Uh, so I, it's it's kind of upsetting to me. I I know that we're we're in a weird transitional time right now, and and uh, it's it's gonna be increasingly weird, especially after we go through midterms, which I think uh, in another cast we do, we're gonna go over some of the effects of what I think is gonna happen here very shortly in November. But uh, I. <sighs> Anyway, we had to get on the cast, and we had to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the next cast, we will return to mostly um, our new regular, toys. yeah, new toys and regularly scheduled programming. But this time, we had to kind of get out and talk about it a little bit because we're not exactly. I don't even know where I sit on a lot of these things. I just I can't believe what I'm hearing in most cases. So if you guys got a better handle on it, let us know. I'd love to hear I, your thoughts. I, as I said, I was I was just hoping that maybe someone out there, whether they be politician or not, would have a little legitimate, intelligent concept of what it is that they were doing and why, versus just to be able to stand up and scream, "We did something!" Mm, yeah, no, I think that's probably closer to the truth, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, you guys, uh, hang in there, <laughs> and. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Hopefully it'll be less crazy and things will have settled out a little bit more and the smoke will have cleared forgive the pun, but the smoke will have cleared yep. a little bit. And that's uh, the funniest thing you said all cast. <laughs> we will have seen what's happening. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.